0: And welcome to another episode of the Satorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, and of course, let's jump right into the download now. If you have been a fan of indie games over the past five, six, even 10 years, you know that there are two main types that have become very prolific, at least in my opinion, and my observations of the gaming industry. One is the roguelite or roguelite. I've seen it interchange. Anyway, I've seen a lot of those in the past few years with some stellar gems that really reinvent the formula like Hades that have come out and then you have your metroidvania type games those games that really have those rpg elements but have a map that you really go by and you traverse back and forth the map a lot of it takes from obviously metroid and the 2d classic side-scrolling metroid and castlevania particularly castlevania symphony of the night and going forwards when that formula really came into play so it's a mashup of those genres with that a new game dropped this week entitled ghost song and it is on the ps4 5 xbox one sx switch and pc and it retails for $19.99 it is an action game and of course as you can imagine based on the intro it is a metroidvania style game with a particular emphasis on atmosphere isolation and mystery in this game you take control of a lost nameless soul in search of answers and purpose you delve the depths of the treacherous world of Lorien 5 to uncover its secrets meet its inhabitants and face your greatest fears now in addition to being available for purchase digitally it's also available on game pass and i took this game to task for about a few minutes more than a few minutes the other day just to get an impression of it as the last metroidvania style game that i played the records of a record of the lotus game that i played a few months ago that i talked about on this podcast was adequate but not anything to write home about this one on the other hand i really enjoy the visuals the atmosphere that it sets for within the game is really something that draws you in and mind you I've only played 30 minutes to an hour of this game I really enjoy the mechanics. It's a very smooth gameplay performance as far as the controls and the input. And I played via Cloud Play, so I didn't even download this game and it played buttery smooth. The graphics, again, are very, I love the style that they use and very good. I love the sound as well, with it not being this. Big boisterous soundtrack. It ha- really relies heavily on the sound effects and the sort of ominousness of this world that you're in. So it creates a really good atmosphere while you're playing through. If you are a fan of Metroidvania games, I definitely recommend uh, this for a purchase or maybe wait for a sale. You know, I, I like to get things on discount or check it out on Game Pass. Uh, it's Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate I believe it's on PC Game Pass as well I am not entirely sure but more than likely it's on PC also as far as Game Pass is concerned so that's my take on Ghost Song for the download for this week let's stay in gaming for a second for the rant now I am not a I was a big fan of VR but I understand the attraction of VR and how it's quote-unquote the future and I say quote-unquote simply because we've been talking about VR since I was a child literally uh, there was VR back then there's probably VR a bit before then and we've had a myriad of science fiction Uh, television movie properties really delve into VR and its possibilities. Well, VR has become more of a thing in the past few years uh, with the Oculus now Meta platform, as well as the HTC Vive. Valve has been very much pushing VR, but probably one of the biggest companies that has pushed VR and has had some success in gaming, that is, is Sony and PlayStation with the playstation vr uh selling multiple millions in units to my understanding and that was a a really good i don't know the exact figure but i want i feel like it was more than five million it may have been more than that uh, when it comes to the playstation 4 but that's a a large that's a large sell rate for a peripheral that's base price was $400 so that was a pretty good success for them well they recently announced the debut or the release of the VR 2 for PlayStation and it's dropping in February February 23rd I believe for the price of $549 now again I am not a VR person on the outset from an outside looking in I'm like well that's high But thinking about technology that is there, the price may be reasonable. I don't know. But it's not even about the price being reasonable or not. It's about if VR is going to really move into a mainstream where, let's be frank, this is going to be a product for the haves versus the have nots. This is not going to be something that is as ubiquitous as the Internet is now uh, for most of us. It's going to take a long time before VR is commonplace to where everyone has access to VR. Even twenty plus years after you know a lot of VR hype back in the the '90s started, or I guess it's really thirty plus years now. Goodness, I'm getting old. However, I think that this is a drop ball for Sony. You have a accessory that is now more expensive than your console. That seems really weird to me. Really, really, really weird. And it, it and a console that you are you have raised prices for in most places in the in this world i just don't see how in the short term long term this may change economies change recessions go away you know but initial traction of this i don't see being good at all especially with the lackluster game lineup that they have coming out and the only real crown jewel is that horizon zero dawn vr game that's not even included with it is something if you buy separate in a 600 hundred dollar pack i just don't see how a vr is going to give us that ready player one world at the current rate that we're going a lot of technology that has become very much a part of our daily lives look at the cell phone for instance it has become part of our daily lives because it has consistently gotten better and cheaper not so much cheaper as in the parts but the cost for entry has become cheaper to where most of us are able to get a cell phone of varying quality but still a cell phone a smartphone all those things are pretty much in the palm of our hands where when i got my uh, one of the windows Uh, Windows Mobile um, smartphones back in, was it 2013? No, 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 no. It was like 2005. No one knew what was coming. No one knew how things were going to change because that barrier to entry was so high then. And they were just coming on the market. They were just getting affordable with that windows mobile platform and then the iphone came and then android and things just really rapidly changed because of the innovations that came after that no one has done that for vr as much as oculus was and then facebook and facebook has tried to push it htc as well and even playstation vr is still a niche sort of gaming platform even augmented reality has not caught on as as well i mean google abandoned google glass we have several devices out there now as far as glasses but still nothing is really hit mainstream because the technology is just not there yet and i don't know how sony is going to really expand vr When they're coming in at one at such a a high price point comparatively to their consoles and also a lackluster gaming lineup for VR. And then to make matters worse, PlayStation VR 2 isn't even backwards compatible with the original VR games. So if you have a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation VR, you can't even play your VR games on the PlayStation 4 on the playstation 5 with vr 2 it just i don't know it's just one of those things where it scratches my head the business sense of this and this vr isn't something that needed to come out right away they could have they really could have waited six months or so let the game lineup build up also maybe let inflation go down or economy get better who knows it's just it just seems like bad timing all around for PlayStation VR, 2 But we shall see. I could be wrong about how things happen and how well it's adopted by the PlayStation owners. So we'll see. So let's dive into some short takes. Now, The Christmas Story or A Christmas Story is probably one of the most well-known Christmas movies from the 80s. It is a movie that is played on TBS Twenty four seven is a TBS to TNT. One there, two. Twenty four seven during Christmas. It is. It is one that has so many quotable lines. You'll shoot your eye out. It, it's. It's a. It's such an uh, an American Christmas movie. That's the best. I mean, we are known as far as culture speaking for Christmas movies, but it's it's something distinctly American, especially with it being set in the fifties and so on and so forth. Well, they did do a sequel to it which I found out a couple years ago with none of the original actors. And I think I saw 15 minutes and like, what was this trash? Like literally trash. But now they're doing a proper sequel with a Christmas story, Christmas with all of the original castles. still live coming back, Peter Billingsley, Peter Billingsley is coming back as Ralphie and they're coming back to the family home after his dad passes away with his family and his mom. And he is essentially playing the father role, trying to make Christmas this Christmas in particular, a wonderful time for everyone. And just from the trailer, it looks like it captures a lot of that magic, or at least attempts to capture a lot of that magic and a lot of that joy that you experience from watching the original Christmas story. So Christmas Story Christmas is coming out on November 17th on HBO Max. Max so on No Theatrical Straight Stream. I have to check to see if we have HBO Max still. If, if we do... I'm definitely watching it. I enjoyed the trailer. I'm looking forward to this movie. Next up is Avatar, The Way of Water. and This is dropping in theaters on December 13th. I am still on the fence about this. Uh, By the time this goes out, my reaction uh, with Brian Saff over the NRW Checkpoint new release Wednesday will be up. So you can get a bit more. But there's something about Avatar. Avatar is such a movie going experience. I don't know these characters. I don't care about these characters. And that is part of my problem with being excited for Avatar. It looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. And it is a reason to shell out that extra money to see it in IMAX 3D if they still exist. I don't see anything advertised for 3D nowadays, so. But it looks like a beautiful movie. It really does. It It's amazing what how realistic of a world that James Cameron has created using all of that CGI and that technology that was created and the cameras that created for Avatar, It's, it's simply amazing. And I will probably be in the theater seeing it eventually. I am just not excited about the movie, like the plot, the characters. I don't care, but Avatar is an experience. And that's what I'm looking forward for. So I will be looking forward to that experience when it drops December 13th in theaters. And then, and I'll say there are a lot of things dropping on streaming on November 23rd. It seems like all these platforms are really hedging their bets on the holiday season, especially starting that week with Thanksgiving week to drop some really new and high profile content. And one of the things that I saw the trailer for was, The Best Man, The Final Chapters. Now, this is a uh, sequel to the Best Man movies, and this is a series, so not a movie. So I'm definitely interested. These are movies that and I forget when the first one came out. I think the first one came out when I was probably in my mid 20s. If I remember correctly, I got I got to look that up. And then the second one came out in my 30s. So now the sequels coming out in my 40s. Nope, I was wrong. Uh, The first two did come out both when I was in my 20s. uh, 99 when I was 21. Yeah. And 2006 for the Best Man Holiday. So I was 28. Yeah, 28. So both came out in my 20s. So these are characters that grew through growing pains but it'll be interesting now seeing these characters who have been married had children and are very much the same age as i am seeing how their lives have changed especially now that uh with this book now being turned into a movie and how that reignites or reopens oh wounds maybe uh, especially if you've seen the the first movie you'll, you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but i am definitely looking forward to the best man holiday i'm i'm not big well i don't get really hype about a lot of things that come out on streaming and dropping with streaming suffering especially for series lately but that's when i'm definitely going to watch so the best man holiday assuming the best man the final chapters drop november 23rd on peacock all right, let's get into the review. And there's only one review this week, and this is a doozy. And this is for the end of the Chris Chibno era of Doctor Who. Five years of wasted opportunity, convoluted storylines, and really some horrible stories along the way. And this is the review of The Power of the Doctor. Now, I put out a mini review online um, a few days ago, like a day or so after watching the episode. And since then, I'd had some time to think about it as well as listen to some others in their comments that brought some things to light uh, as well about the episode that I didn't really look at too often. Now, I will say one of the things that I thought it was just me. And this has really been this whole season of Doctor Who, but someone pointed this out not this whole season, like this whole run of Doctor Who with, with Chibnall. What's up with the sound? I thought it was me about the sound and the music and the music being too loud in places in the dialogue. I literally thought it was my TV and what we were watching on and constantly having to readjust the settings and everything. But I'm glad to know that it's not me. It's actually the episode and how it was edited and everything. It's like that was weird. And that's been an issue really throughout those whole run of Dr. Who who for me, some episodes of music and things are just too loud. And this episode was no different at points. But one of the things that was brought up that I didn't really notice and I'll tell you why I didn't notice it. One of the things that was brought up was that the story is really kind of a mess and in retrospect, it really is. But you don't notice the story is a mess because it's a fun ass episode. It's it's fun. It is something that it is such fan service and if you're a fan, you really don't realize all those blatant holes in Things that just don't make any kind of sense. And I can't say that it's done that well often as far as fan service, where you just miss how bad things are. But that was really great fan service. And let me tell you why. I think this overall was one of his best, best episodes, meaning Chibno, one of his best episodes during the whole run of the show. And it's not because it was a great story, but it was paced very well. You, you, You got a lot of the high notes that you wanted to see as a Doctor Who fan. You got a conclusion or conclusions. And again, some of the things that some of the reviewers talked about that I saw, they talked about a lot of the big finished audio novels. I've never listened to any of those. I only go by the show. And I know, for instance, Ace came back on this show. Ace was the companion of the seventh Doctor. Well, you know, that season of Doctor Who was the last of the original series and it was just canceled. So there was no on-screen goodbye or leaving of Ace anywhere. So we, as fans, never got closure, at least on TV. And honestly, I'll say a lot of people who are who in Doctor Who don't listen to the Big Finish stuff in general. i say you probably have a good percentage, but not a large percentage. So we don't know what happened. We don't know that stuff. So for us to see an interaction with Sylvester McCoy as the seventh doctor and Ace, that was just beautiful for me. And I loved it. Now, those are sort of things that you got from that fan service in this episode. Uh, just get through some of my notes. I thought Jodie was awesome in this episode. I I feel like it was sad for this episode for her to really be the doctor. And embody that as as far as the way the episode was written and is for it to be her last episode, so I um I was sad about that. I also thought it was a good way of getting rid of all of the shit that they brought up in the last couple series, uh, the whole timeless children thing, um, the whole timeless child thing, and the time lords, and that 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 whole wreck hunting and Doctor Who. It was addressed and thrown away in a good way. So, I like that. I like the way that was done. Personally speaking, uh, you had the Cybermasters. You had the Master back. We also got the Fugitive Doctor. We saw her as well as part of this. So we got a lot of a lot of those things that were thrown into this episode for some good closure about that. One of the best things about Chibnall's run was the casting of Sasha Dewan as the Master. I absolutely love him as the master he is crazy and evil at the same time and i i absolutely love his portrayal and i'm i don't know if he like spoiler alert the master kind of always they always think he's dead but he's not so he dies supposedly at the end of this episode who knows when he'll come back and if he'll come back as sasha i hope so i really hope so i i think that it would be very interesting if sasha comes back in this role under a uh, Russell T Davies and against the new doctor. And I forget that man's name and I need to learn it soon. It will be very interesting to see that person speaking that dynamic because I don't think that, uh, and the roles or the times he has been there. I feel he's stolen the show. He chews up scenery and I absolutely love it. I, it was great seeing Ace and Tegan again, It was very cool. I already spoke about my feelings on Ace and that uh, that part of things as well as. But Tegan, I know Tegan got a proper send off with the fifth doctor, but I love the moment where the fifth doctor had that moment with Tegan and the Cybermen. And you had this dialogue that talked about her fear of them. And knowing what they can do because of Adric dying. Now, this is way back in the whole Espace space saga. Uh, Adric was a companion who died uh, fighting or facing, destroying the Cybermen. And knowing that something she's carried with her all those decades, that pain, that grief, I thought that was while a bit. While brief, I love that storytelling as a classic doctor. This this episode was such a it's such fan service, especially for classic Doctor Who fans like myself. It, it I mean, we saw uh, the not forget the gentleman who's playing the first Doctor now, since obviously the first one is, is no longer with us. So we got the first Doctor, we got the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. And the eighth doctors <laughs> all in this episode. Uh, it, it it was and how it was done was so thoughtful and so masterful and creative. I, I I love that so much. And for me, I'm just laughing. And it's funny, like I'm I'm sitting there watching my my wife, and my wife is very much a new who sort of person. She got in it into it with particularly tenant and then Smith. So my wife is not someone who has watched the classic stuff like i have so i'm getting all these inside jokes i'm laughing i'm getting excited and she's kind of looking at me like what is wrong with you like she knows what it is but she's literally like what is wrong with you and so i'm excited i'm getting like a boy because these are these are in my in the past 10 years ago i've just found a love actually longer than that 20 years for Every single Doctor. I'm still not a big fan of the first one. I just can't. I just can't do it. But anyway, so that was just something that was so cool for me. And then the spoiler alert, regeneration of Jodie into Tenet, the 10th Doctor. Well, I knew Tenet was going to be around for the 60th anniversary special. They've already confirmed that. I didn't know that she was regenerating into him. So that was a surprise. And unfortunately, the internet spoiled it for me before I actually got a chance to sit down and watch it. Thank you, internet. But I do like this. Yeah, I see people talking online about, oh, it's a bridge doctor and it's just because they're trying to get people's eyeballs back. No, it makes sense to me. This regeneration makes sense to me because of the story. The whole story, while stupid as it may have been, was about the master forced regenerating the doctor and regenerating him into the doctor which is kind of weird and then you go and try to get her to degenerate back into herself so there's a whole plot about regeneration and degeneration in this and considering the trauma that Jody went through um or the doctor went through in this as far as being she in this episode she literally was forced to degenerate or regenerate into the mass or the master regenerated into her. And then a forced degeneration back into the Jodie Whittaker incarnation. I have no idea what kind of stress that would do on a body. And I'm getting like realistic about a sci-fi show. But that could have consequences. And that could have effects that no one knows of. So when she is then is blasted by that laser beam. Which causes her actual regeneration into a new doctor. It makes sense to me that there could be issues Based on what has happened during the course of this episode, especially when it talks about regenerating and and so on and so forth. in that whole instance, I understand and liked how that was done. Now, I'm interested to see what to do with Tenet in the time they have him in between to the new doctor. But I'm excited for what goes on next. And then also not even review the fact that now Doctor Who is the new episodes are going to be on Disney Plus and Disney. Is put money into the production so whenever this new doctor who comes out expect something bigger and better because disney's trying to expand this and really market this every and everywhere any and everywhere so it'll be interesting but that's my review of the power of the doctor check it out if you haven't seen him you enjoy it so moving past the timey-wimey word of doctor let's talk some fragrances and today's fragrance is a new one from the house of Maison de Darius. And this is Andaka. And I'm hoping I said it correctly. It retails for $81 for a 30 ml bottle. And for this one, you're going to have notes of amber, caramel, cardamom, jasmine, lily, musk, patchouli, rose, sandalwood, and vanilla. Kandaka goes along with Maison de Darius efforts to continually to recognize the diversity of the different cultures of Africa. And Kandaka translates to meaning strong woman. It pays homage to Sudan. Kandaka was a title for queens and queen mothers of the ancient African kingdom of Kush, also called Nubia. So this is one that I am definitely seeing positioned as a fragrance targeting women. One of the things I noticed about Messons to Darius's fragrances is that he loves using caramel. Caramel, vanilla, sandalwood are definitely notes that I see in a lot of his fragrances. And I understand why from smelling some of his fragrances in the past. Those are notes that he, he paints a very nice fragrance canvas with. Using those and then accenting those notes, like for instance, with this one with the rose and the musk and the lily, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that if you get more of a sweet or ambery, sweet or, or powdery um, amber with the amber, and how that really complements the caramel, vanilla, and then the floral from the rose and the lily. It just on paper sounds like it's going to be a really good fragrance for the lady in your life or ladies, a really good fragrance for you. Something floral, but also uh, sensual as well. And again, representing that uh, heritage of the African continent as Maison Andalarius continues to do. So what am I wearing today? Uh, Obviously, it's not Kandaka. But here in the DMV, summer has reared its head again in November, and it was 80 degrees. So I pulled out a classic summer cheapie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Nautica Voyage. This is something that Nautica Voyage gets hype. I almost feel like it doesn't get enough hype but it is so good and maybe it's we are conditioned to think it's so good because of its unbelievably inexpensive price. But for the warmer weathers, hell gym scent, Nautical Voyage is an absolutely great fragrance to wear. And it's one that it's weird. I don't smell it a lot. But I know it's widely used I also know it's one that gets compliments as well because every time I wear it someone says something about it so it's interesting but my fragrance that I'm wearing today was Nautica Voyage because it's like summertime in the fall and hell I might wear it again tomorrow simply because it's supposed to be similar weather also. So that's my, that's what I'm wearing. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, join, become a producer at various tiers. Also, if you're looking for fragrances, uh, be sure to check out Pete and Pedro. They just released their newest fragrance, Legend. It's a banger. Check out your promo code in the show notes, eHawks10% off your first purchase, or click the link in the show notes. Don't forget to check me in my man brian sapphire every week over at nerds 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 rule the world with the nrw checkpoint talking about the latest and greatest releases and video games and sometimes a video game news every week latest episode is out now and also don't forget to find me on social media on instagram at Webster style and sartorian geek on Twitter at Webster Style and of course on TikTok at underscore Webster Style and as always you can find anything and everything. It is Webster Style at WebsterStyle.com and be sure to drop us an email at info at Magazine.com. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for your listening here. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed.
1: It's Thursday. It to be. Why Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time... While wore polka dot, you didn't miss. i on them heels, killing on. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday, Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels, looking sherbet. Oh. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed on the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. now, you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your beer and core. very corset. Cause yeah. make a little scene. Cause No one man should have all that style in. Take it out, clothes on the floor, and No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that style in. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pile. In. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Do it again. Cheeks be looking yeah. thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. comment no. oh. though. Smoking hot, rocking this pin. Oh. thin, tie, hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, oh. no lie, a sharper than a utensil. Pinch, Men- oh. stroke, oh. Mento. Plain dang, homie, I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. Money, see bang, them bang, plain, James, plain, honey. James, plain see James, honey. Them lame honey. friends, funny. We tell hey. it, bit crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, hey mommy, Main thing, with me on the scene? Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color. lips, smashing with the hand, clutch money holding back. Kinda funny, can you tell me what's the price like tag of the Range Rover? Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci, like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp, like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rock the again. She don't really want me because, because one man should have all that style. take it off, clothes on the floor. Pack. on the floor pad and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes oh you wanted to oh I completely read that wrong